With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour three. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I would love to have you. Now, I got to talk about this kind of wild, kind of depressing story. Um, This is from City Journal from Heather McDonald. Uh, City Journal is uh what with uh, is it the Manhattan Institute um uh, da, 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 yeah, no I, I I no I think they're they're separate from from Manhattan it's just it, it's a good scholarly uh work it's a conservative urban policy magazine and it's they do great jobs kind of critiquing public policy uh from the right that that affects urban areas now, Heather McDonald has this piece. It came out late yesterday. And let me just read you part of this. It's been almost 90 days since Gay Pride Month. According to the Los Angeles Unified School District, this is too long a hiatus from the imperative of immersing young children in the arcana of gay and trans identity. So throughout the week of October 9th, Many elementary school classrooms in Los Angeles will celebrate National Coming Out Day, which falls on October 11th. October is itself LGBTQ plus history month. The Los Angeles Unified School District bureaucracy has reminded what it called the district's fabulous educators. Other LGBTQ plus programming will take place throughout October, picking up where Gay Pride Month left off. The goal of the so-called Week of Action are ambitious to turn six-year-olds into budding gender and critical race theorists. Los Angeles Unified School District teacher forwarded the district's toolkit for teachers laying out the agenda. Use of the toolkit, decorated with a black power fist superimposed on neon rainbow stripes, is nominally optional. But elementary school teachers who forego programming during the Week of Action will surely risk stigmatization. At the week of action start, teachers should engage kindergarten and first grade students in discussions about identity, aided by an activity called an identity map. Pupils chart their experiences of discrimination or privilege along 12 axes, including race, gender identity, sexuality, mental health, and body size. This mapping allows seven-year-olds to see themselves through the lens of intersectionality, by the way, a component of critical theory right there. Teachers then post the identity maps on the wall for a class discussion about students' multiple identities. Each elementary school day during the week of action can be devoted to a different LGBTQ plus celebrity whose identity will be announced in morning assemblies, suggests the toolkit. Monday is going to be Jazz Jennings Day. 
Jennings' fame rests on being one of the youngest children to date to claim a trans identity. Assigned male at birth, as Jazz's publicity materials put it, Jazz allegedly asserted female identity at age two and was diagnosed with gender dysphoria at age four. Subsequent surgery tried to cut Jazz's body into a simulacrum of a female one and resulted in undisclosed complications. On Jazz Ginning Day, the Los Angeles school recommends kindergartners engage in a fabulous activity of which outfit and which hairdo. One day is not enough to acknowledge the fabulousness that is jazz. January in the Los Angeles School District is devoted to holding jazz and friends reading events, supplemented by reading inclusive books in every grade. Friday is Carl Nassib Day, celebrating the first openly gay active NFL player. Children on Carl Nassib Day should be encouraged to take a pledge to be an ally. Those who do so will get a diploma that the school district certifies that the student, quote, hereby pledges to teach others to be allies and to be an upstander. Wednesday is Elliot Page Day, dedicated to a Canadian transgender actor you know as Ellen Page, the first openly trans man, as uh, the Los Angeles, Los Angeles School District puts it, to appear on the cover of Time magazine. Third graders will engage in a I am me activity, which includes guessing the gender identity of Willow Smith, a minor celebrity and daughter of Will Smith. The National Coming Out Day Toolkit links to additional materials from gay and trans advocacy groups. The Human Rights Campaign Foundation is even more insensate to childhood than the Los Angeles Unified School District. It offers a glossary of LGBTQ words for elementary school students, such as cisgender, gender binary, intersex, non-binary, sex assigned at birth, bisexual, gay, pansexual, and queer. The definitions are virtually indistinguishable from what a college student might find in his gender studies class. Transgender or trans is when your gender identity, in parentheses, how you feel, is different than what doctors slash midwives assigned to you when you were born, in parentheses, girl, boy, or sex assigned at birth. In 2022, 61% of third graders in the Los Angeles School District did not meet California's watered-down, equity-driven standards for English. Children not reading by third grade will fall further and further behind in school, since they'll be ill-prepared to absorb ever more complex academic content across a range of fields. In 2022, 59% of third graders failed to meet the state's already low standards for math competency. Over 76% of eighth graders did not meet math standards. Eighth grade math is a make-or-break point after which poorly performing students become even less likely to master the skills necessary for STEM careers or admission to selective schools. Skill levels... Among Los Angeles students, were already catastrophically low pre-COVID, but the school shutdowns resulted in drops of between 6.4 percentage points in the case of third grade English and 7.4 percentage points in the case of eighth grade math between 2019 and 2022. Yet the school district does not seem as exercised by the COVID learning loss as it is the need to cultivate critical thinking, as the toolkit puts it, about identity and intersectionality. The district has not been sending out toolkits for improving third-grade students' reading and math capacities. It merely added five minutes to the school day and offered two optional learning days, which few students utilize during vacations. 
But even if fluency in LGBTQ speak in a school's is a school's primary concern, how will third graders parse the words gender expression and sex assigned at birth, much less fathom their meaning if they can't do basic third grade reading? How will third graders perform the arithmetic calculations necessary to track the ever-increasing number of LGBTQ categories served up by the school district without third grade math skills? This is Heather McDonald in City Journal. If you text DATA to 33777, you can get the show notes email. You can find the link for yourself. It goes on ad nauseum. And the larger point here is that in Los Angeles, as in other schools around the country, school districts have made a conscious decision to stop teaching kids math and reading and to start indoctrinating kids into the LGBTQ agenda. They've decided uh, the gender unicorn is more important than the Pythagorean theorem. They've decided uh, pansexual identity is more important than phonics. And they're leading our children off a cliff of indoctrination. They won't be prepared for the job skills of the 21st century, but they'll be deeply tolerant kids, they hope, in indoctrination. Our public school systems are failing across the country. Do you know Doug Burgum in the debate last night talked about how great the school public school systems are in North Dakota. Doug Burgum vetoed school choice in North Dakota and instead put together a school panel made up of the teachers union representatives to oversee education in North Dakota. Your kids can't escape it unless they're wealthy. And this is part of the problem. Democrats regularly lament the income gap in this country and income inequality and growing income inequality. And meanwhile, they refuse to teach our kids. They don't do so competently and instead indoctrinate our kids on gay rights and trans rights issues instead of actually giving them the skills to overcome the income gap in the country. Your public school student in many parts of the country will understand what the letters are in the alphabet gang, but they won't understand how to put two plus two together. And in some cases in this country, we'll decide that two plus two is a product of white supremacy and that they don't need to know the actual answer. We are failing our schools. Last week, Gavin Newsom signed a bill requiring all California teachers and staff receive cultural competency training regarding alphabet gang students. The only competency training teachers should be getting is how to teach reading, math, history, and science. And the only message elementary school students should be getting is that learning is good and knowledge unlocks the world so they can seize the world. Kindergartners in Los Angeles are now going to get more instruction about sex than about reading. Think about that. More days will be devoted to cultural competence in sex issues than core competency in literacy. As the secular movement, the awfuls, the affluent white female urban liberals of America and their male counterparts 
rearrange society from a calendar of holidays based on uh, Christian religious tradition and patriotic festivals to a liturgy revolving around sex. With the Christian calendar, you get off for Easter and Good Friday. You have a recognition of Mardi Gras in some states. You have the Christmas holiday season. You weave in the patriotic holidays. You got Thanksgiving in there. You got Veterans Day, Memorial Day. You got the 4th of July. With the secular left and the awfuls, the affluent white female urban liberals, you got uh, National Coming Out Day. You've got Trans Identity Day. You have Pride Month, but because Pride Month is the month of June and school is out, you have to take a National Coming Out Day and weave it into a week of education, which expands into now Gay History Month, which must come during the school year so that kids can be indoctrinated. Meanwhile, our reading scores fall behind. Our math scores fall behind. Our kids underperform. They graduate from school unable to hold a basic job with basic skills. Unless those skills are about DEI, they can be great human resource workers for the wokes. They just can't perform core competencies anywhere else because the left has given up on teaching kids. By doing this, what the left is signaling is they've given up. They've abandoned teaching kids. They've abandoned teaching and instead decided that they're going to rely on indoctrination. They've given up on our kids and they can't acknowledge it. So they will shift what public schools do from teaching children the basic skills of life to the gender unicorn so that they can speak woke. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint. You want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They You got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. Robert Costa from CBS News has this. uh, Push for Glenn Youngkin 2024 now taking shape as donors and Republicans grow alarmed. Red Vest Retreat, October 17th, 18th in Virginia Beach. Billionaire backer Thomas Petterfee assures Costa, quote, money would be there. Bill Barr tells Yunkin to put his oar in. This is nonsensical nonsense from the nonsense donors of the GOP. 
There are a couple of things here. Uh, Petterfee isn't exactly super socially conservative, and he doesn't like the super social conservative framing of the GOP right now. If Yunkin got into the race, he would be going after Yunkin as well. Uh, he would be complaining about Glenn Yunkin. Uh, the reality is that uh, Glenn Yunkin would take many of the social positions most of the others in the GOP field have. These donors as well, they're never happy. They're, they're legitimately never happy. And they will be unhappy with Yunkin as well. All Yunkin will do is muddy the water and crowd the field. Yunkin won't even have ballot access uh, in New Hampshire and elsewhere. It's, it's, it's a very stupid argument. Yunkin is focused on winning the Virginia Senate. He's not focused on running for president. He doesn't have time to fuel the team to run for president of the United States. The whole thing that's happening here is these donors are unhappy with Ron DeSantis spending too much time on cultural issues. They thought he should have pivoted long ago to the economic issues they actually care about. He did not listen to them. They want someone who will listen to them. They want to be heard because they're wealthy and have decided that they themselves are the smart people. It's kind of garbage, honestly. But it's what you have. Um, I just I, I don't think that any of these donors are really serious. They don't really know what they want. Uh, this is this is um, some of the, the the scene here now. The thirsting for Yunkin is not a well-orchestrated power play. It's the latest slapdash scheme and a long search for a standard bearer and a portrait of the powerlessness so many Republicans feel as Trump plows ahead. After months of hearing mostly about Democratic concerns about Biden's polling number, it's evident that a Republican panic is emerging from hibernation. Donors and anti-Trump Republicans have been fixated on Yunkin for two years since his 2021 election impressed them. They know a direct challenge to Trump would be politically brutal and that late entrants are logistically near impossible. Nevertheless, they carry on in text messages and emails and over meals at five-star hotels, talking to friends and mega donors about the need to prepare to help Youngkin ramp up an effort. This is all the worrying sort of people who don't feel like they have clout. When Youngkin comes out and says no way, they'll move on to Brian Kemp. It's what they do. Uh, they're ne the billionaire donors are never happy because they always want their issues and their issues alone covered. And meanwhile, to get the voters, you actually have to talk about the voters' issues. One of those great groups that connects to the voters around the country is Americans for Prosperity. And right now they're teaching their base of voters, over 4 million activists, how to talk about Bidenomics in a way that relates to the American public and explains to them why it's bad news and why it's wrecking the economy. And then they're training their activists to go to state legislatures and explain how those legislators can combat the Biden agenda. All you got to do to be a part of it is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. You can sign up, learn how to be a door knocker, learn how to be a, a, a block walker to motivate voters to turn out in elections, to fight for the right, for free markets and free people. They're leading the effort around the country fighting back against Bidenomics. All you got to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K today to sign up. And you can join more than 4 million activists around the country in over 36 states. They have state chapters in 36-plus states. They're growing in the states where they don't have organized chapters. You might be able to help them organize in those states. Americans for Prosperity fights for free markets and free people around the country. They're fighting for a better days ahead. They're fighting to reignite the American dream. They want you on their team. AmericansforProsperity.org slash Eric. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. By the way, you should note uh, I 
I just got a little birdie telling me that rumors are flying in Virginia that Yunkin may actually decide to run for president. Um, going to be interesting to see if he pulls something like that off. I, I just I, I don't see how at this late date uh, it's something he's able to pull off, but maybe he can. Um, I don't know, but um, what's he going to do differently? To be able to to do, I I mean, he's got the money, I guess, to do it. He can self fund. I I don't know um, it, what what this comes from, though. And you do have to understand is it's it's the very large donors who are upset. It's not necessarily the base. I mean, the base of the party is with Trump. But what's triggering people and and understand this is um, what's triggering people is there's now polling out of Iowa and New Hampshire from YouGov that shows like 75% of the voters in each state are willing to consider someone other than Trump. Now, uh, there's something happening uh, here in my state of Georgia that's starting to make national news among conservatives. Uh, this statement just came out from the Senate Republican Caucus here in Georgia. They they have indefinitely uh, suspended from the Republican Caucus, Senator Colton Moore. It doesn't really matter, uh, but let me read this statement to you. Despite the fact that 32 of 33 Republican state senators, the governor, lieutenant governor, speaker of the House, and chairman of the Georgia Republican Party agree that a special session to take action against the Fulton County District Attorney is impossible, Senator Moore has a right to his opinion. However, during his advocacy for his ill-conceived proposal, Senator Moore has knowingly misled people across Georgia and the nation, causing unnecessary tension and hostility while putting his caucus colleagues and their families at risk of personal harm. Furthermore, Senator Moore has in, was informed that he has violated multiple caucus rules on multiple occasions and was given every opportunity to simply adhere to the rules going fo- forward, not to abandon his wrongheaded policy position. Unfortunately, he has refused and was suspended by leadership from participating in the caucus until he agrees to abide by the rules which he voted for at the beginning of his term. This decision simply impacts Senator Moore's ability to caucus with his fellow Republicans. It does not preclude him from representing his constituents as an elected state senator. The majority caucus understands we are stronger when unified and hopes Senator Moore will rejoin us in the future. Now, what's this about? So, if you've listened nationwide, you, you've heard a lot of conservatives uh, push Colton Moore. He's a state senator in Georgia who is trying to get Republicans to sign a letter to call a special session to oust or impeach Senator Fawn, or District Attorney Fawny Willis, who's overseeing the Trump investigation. In his efforts to do so, several members of the Republican caucus in the Senate have gotten death threats and harassment against them and their families. Some of them believe that Colton Moore directly pressured, and in fact, Colton Moore, for example, targeted a couple of state senators in Georgia for specific pressure against them, and they and their families received death threats as a result for not going along with it. The problem is that Colton Moore uh, can't do what he wants to do. Many of you nationwide have probably heard through conservative groups about Moore's plan. He wants a special session of the state legislature in Georgia that would oust Fawny Willis. 
Uh, it's worth noting that 32 of the 33 Republican state senators in the state say no. The governor says no. The lieutenant governor says no. The Speaker of the House says no. The chairman of the Republican Party says no. And the reason they say no is because the state legislature doesn't have the power to remove the prosecutor. Now, he doesn't care. And that's the ultimate frustration for uh, those people on the other side is that he doesn't care. His provocations against particular state senators has caused those state senators to get death threats and their families harassed, and he doesn't care. He's willing to burn bridges with other Republicans in the state legislature. For those of you who have bought into what he's saying, um, it you don't have the votes in the legislature. You, you don't have the power to remove Fawny Willis, the district attorney, in the state legislature. It is arguable as to whether or not you could impeach her, but to impeach her, you'd need a two-thirds vote, which you don't have. That's the problem here, is Colton Moore is luring uh, easily impressionable people into the idea that the state legislature in Georgia can stop the prosecutor in Fulton County, and they can't. They can't remove her. They can't impeach her. They can't even defund her under the state constitution. They they don't have any way to stop the effort. And he's trying to tell people they do. And you have everyone, every other Republican in the state aligned against him. He's generating death threats against a state senator on his own team because she won't sign his letter. And uh, he, I mean, by naming her, he named her and, and tried to pressure into signing this letter and she refused to do it. And, and in, in telling people she was refusing, she got death threats as a result. He's burned all his bridges and he doesn't care. See, so let me explain to you what's actually going on here is there's a rumor afoot in the state of Georgia that Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to run for the U.S. Senate. <laughs> um, Marjorie Taylor Greene apparently wants to run for the U.S. Senate. That, that's that's the, the thinking. Colton Moore is in her congressional district. So Colton Moore wants to run for Marjorie Taylor Greene's seat. And this is his way of fundraising for him to be able to run for Congress. He doesn't want to be in the state Senate. He's burned his bridges with them. He doesn't care. So now he wants to run for Congress, either challenge Marjorie Taylor Greene, who got booted out of the House Freedom Caucus, or run for her seat if she runs for him. By the way, you should know, even Marjorie Taylor Greene has come out and said that this idea is ludicrous, that it's impossible. But he's trying to build a name for himself. I, I'm actually more disappointed in the, the State Freedom Caucus here in Georgia, uh, which I generally like. Uh, but the State Freedom Caucus is amplifying Colton Moore and making him some sort of martyr here. And his entire plan is destined to fail. And this is my larger problem with so many of the conservative activists around the country right now is that they want to fail. Like they don't have a plan to win. They just have a plan to stir the pot. And in stirring the pot, they alienate others and they don't accomplish anything, but they fundraise off of it. They get the vulnerable and the impressionable to give them money. They make money. They cash in. They're just a bunch of grifters at this point. Put points on the board for first. There's no way for this to put points on any board anywhere except in the bank account of Colton Moore. And that just that that aggravates me about so many of the younger people who have come into the conservative movement is they don't actually care about winning. They don't want to win. They want to they want to raise money. They want to cash in on a cause with the impressionable and the vulnerable. Again, those of you nationwide, you've probably heard about this effort to 
suspend the district attorney of Fulton County, Fawny Willis, who's indicted Donald Trump. The Speaker of the House, a Republican, says it's not possible. The governor says it's not possible. The lieutenant governor, who was endorsed by Donald Trump, the only Trump-backed candidate who won statewide in Georgia, says it's not possible. The chairman of the Republican Party in Georgia, endorsed by Donald Trump, says it's not possible. 32 of the 33 state senators in Georgia say it's not possible. A majority of the state House Republicans say it's not possible. So you're going to believe this one guy who's sending out fundraising pitches for himself over every other Republican, including the ones who Donald Trump endorsed and Marjorie Taylor Greene? I got a bridge to sell you. If so, you can invest in my Ponzi scheme if if, if you think this is viable. Um, it's just ridiculous. It is. I mean, it's as dumb as some of the things that they're dumb as some of the things they're doing in Washington, D.C. Like, for example, um, John Fetterman has decided to send cases of Bud Light to the Republicans on the House side. A stunt from John Fetterman, uh, who apparently is going to have to um, put his pants leg in. In suits, uh, it just we're, we we we're engaged in. We're, I mean, we're just we're just engaged in performance art at this point. Both sides are engaged in performance art. They don't actually care about the rules. They don't care about the policies. They don't care about the laws. They don't care about what they can and cannot actually accomplish. They just engage in performance art. And I'm, I find that to be deeply irresponsible, frankly, um, that both sides are doing it. But that's where we are. I mean, this stunt in Georgia, this stunt with John Fetterman, and now you got the House impeachment situation. I mean, the, the House of Representatives, without a vote, has decided that they're going to impeach or they're going to consider impeaching Joe Biden. And that's all well and good because that's what Nancy Pelosi did. The problem is that the House Republicans today started their hearing with their opening star constitutional law witnesses saying there's no there there. If you can't get your own witnesses to go along with you, how do you get the House to impeach? And I agree they need to dive in. I agree they need to they need to look into it. I agree there needs to be an examination. But they should have done a better job vetting their opening witnesses. I mean, you've got Jonathan Turley, who they all respect, coming out and saying there's no high crimes and misdemeanors. That's in his opening printed statement. Now, I agree with Turley. I mean, might as well have the investigation. There does seem to be smoke there. But it's not helpful. The performance isn't helpful. We've got Iranians infiltrating the Biden administration. We've got the Chinese buying up land around military bases in this country. And both sides are engaged in performance art and actually instead of actually trying to fight to save the country. I, I just I, I'm I'm disappointed in all of them. I'm disappointed in all of them. Save the country. Stop the performance art. Fight. And these Republicans in the Senate who don't want to fight for the border, I'm willing to fund Ukraine. You know, I support funding the Ukrainians. I agree with Tim Scott killing Russian soldiers, letting the Ukrainians do it. It's in our national interest. But I don't support funding Ukraine if you can't support securing the border. Secure the border and fund Ukraine or don't fund Ukraine. But all these people want to do is engage in stunts. Stunts that won't save the country. And that's a problem. And it's also causing fiscal chaos 
in the country. We're headed towards a recession. We've still got inflation. Uh, banks are still going wobbly and potentially underfunded. You got all these people jumping into money market funds that uh, don't have FDIC backing. Where I can just see the disaster coming. It's why people are looking at precious metals. And if you are one of those people, look at Swiss America. They've been the trusted leader and pr- trusted leader in precious metals for forty years in this country. Right now, Swiss American can give you guys the Walking Liberty half dollar. $13.50 each delivered, limit 250 coins per customer while supplies last. They also have a detailed report. It's the secret war, the war on cash, the one where governments and corporations around the world are trying to push you into using plastic and not using cash because they can observe your spending better and they can regulate you better if you don't use cash. And Swiss America has that report. It connects the dots for you, and you can get the Walking Liberty half dollars. All you do to get this amazing deal is you call or text 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. You mention Eric when you call or text 800-289-2646. Go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric today. Talk to Swiss America. Let them educate you on the war on cash. Let them get you into precious metal investing. Let them teach you the rules for 401k and IRA compliance. Call or text 800-289-2646 or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Message and data rates do apply. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Yeah, headline at Drudge off the Rob of uh, Bob Cost Report Republican race about to shake up with late entry with a picture of Glenn Youngkin. Uh, I... I don't know that he's getting in. This is a um this is a donor led effort because they're not happy. Designed to help Donald Trump unbeknownst to them. There's a red vest retreat in October on October 18th. Uh, that Glenn Youngkin is hosting. What's really going on here is that Glenn Youngkin is trying to win back the Virginia legislature. And a lot of his efforts to win back the Virginia legislature have been efforts to interpret it as efforts to run for president. Maybe he does. I will tell you this, however, when Glenn Youngkin came to my gathering at the beginning of August, he refused to come unless he could be on stage with Brian Kemp because he thought by having Kemp on stage and focused on voter outreach efforts around the country, it would minimize the talk of him running for president. He didn't want to be perceived as a candidate for president. He's He wanted to focus on winning the Virginia State Senate. The moment Glenn Youngkin becomes a presidential candidate, uh, all eyes and fire are on him, and it could sabotage his efforts to help the Republicans take back the Virginia Senate. Maybe he does, though. But I think it further divides the field. It prevents consolidation, um, and it it hurts the fundraising of the other candidates. It it helps Donald Trump, unless he's got a real big plan. Uh, I, I will say this. I was generally led to believe um, that the DeSantis campaign had things in better order, and I I, I haven't I, I've been a little bit disappointed in their organization. I will say this, however, uh, this is Glenn Youngkin on Fox News. Would, would you rule this out? Rule, rule, would I rule out 
jumping into the race. Yeah, I told I've told you I'm totally focused on Virginia elections that. and that's what we're that's what we're going to get done. That's what we're going to get done. So, uh Glenn Youngkin ruling out running for president of the United States. Um there you have it, Glenn Youngkin saying he's not running for president of the United States. Um All right. So Bob Costa uh, got all these don't got well, and you know, full disclosure, Bob Costa called me what last week when I was up here was it? Um, Philip, when were we up here? Uh, yeah, last Thursday. I was in my office last Thursday, and um, Bob Costa called me about this. These donors, uh, what have I been hearing? I, I've I've told some of the donors that it's absurd, and a lot of the donors privately made the case they're tired of the cultural issues. They want the economic issues, and they think the economic path is to win, uh, and that's they're, they're, they're unhappy about it. So um, there's Glenn Youngkin right now. I'll play you this one more time. He was literally just asked on Fox News whether or not he plans is going to jump into the presidential race, flat out denies that. Would, would and you rule this out? Rule, rule, would I rule out? Jumping into the race. Yeah, I told, I've told you. I'm totally focused on Virginia elections, that. and that's what we're, that's what we're going to get done. That's what we're going to get done. So, yeah. Yes, I've told you. I'm totally fo- – would you rule out? Rule out what? Jumping into the race. Yeah, I've told you. I'm totally focused on Virginia's elections. Um. That's breaking news happening right now. Uh, Glenn Youngkin ruling out running for president of the United States after the report comes out. All this is is an effort by some to help Donald Trump by continuing to stir the angst of those who are unhappy with the field. It prevents DeSantis or Haley from being able to consolidate the field and it prevents them from being able to consolidate donors. And thus, it continues to perpetuate the Donald Trump on top narrative without any consolidation happening. This is just a backdoor effort to help Donald Trump. And Glenn Youngkin appears to not be falling for it right now on Fox News just a short time ago. Say, no, he is not. It happened at, uh, looks like, oh, 2.10 p.m., right as the Drudge Report and the Washington Post were running the story, he's on Fox News saying, absolutely not. I'm ruling it out. I'm focused on Virginia's elections. Staying on message. You do have to marvel at a man with the capacity to stay on message in that regard. Glenn Youngkin saying, not running for president, despite the rumors. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.